Welcome back into the Tide Talk podcast presented by TideTalkSports.com. Stacy Blackwood here. Today we're going to be recapping the LSU game this past Saturday in Baton Rouge. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast. Leave us a five-star review. That really helps us out a lot. Uh, you can find us on all the major podcast listening platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and many others. Now that we have all that out of the way, let's dig into this game just a little bit. But before we actually do that, let's remember what happened in last year's game. You know, we played Joe Burrow in that great, explosive, talented offense that LSU had with Joe Brady, you know, helping call plays. Uh, Tua was hobbling around on one leg after his ankle surgery. Uh, literally half the defense for Alabama was true freshmen because of injuries on that side of the ball. And LSU was able to escape Tuscaloosa with a 46-41 to game, a victory in that game. It really was an exciting game, back and forth, and LSU was able to get the upper hand in that matchup. Now, you would think that that would be enough to, uh, to, to aggravate some, some Alabama fans and, and the coaches and players, and it was. But what really uh, bothered the fans and, and even the coaches and players to some extent was the way that LSU coaches and players reacted after the game. And for those of you who don't remember or who never saw what happened, uh, some of the LSU players went up to, uh, to the stands. Remember, this game was in Tuscaloosa, so Alabama had some prospects visiting. So some of the players went up there and you know, pretty much was telling them not to go to Alabama. They needed to come to LSU. Uh, they were the new kings of the SEC. And I want you to keep in mind that this was LSU's first victory in Alabama since 2011, or against Alabama since 2011. So uh, just to kind of put that into context a little bit. Also, Coach O was, you know, a video was leaked, right or wrong, a video was leaked from him in the locker room, uh, blasting, blasting Alabama, and uh, I'm just kind of going to kind of paraphrase him a little bit. He pretty much said, "We're going to beat their, you know what, in recruiting. We're going to beat their blank, and every time they see us, you know, pretty much f Alabama is what he had to say in the locker room. And you know, I'm all for coaches being excited after a game. I'm all for coaches, you know, wanting to uh, instill confidence in his team." But there's certain ways to do that, and uh, that's really not the best way to do it. And, you know, not only to do it, but then to allow the video to be leaked out for everyone in the world to see was just not a great look for the, for the LSU team. And, and, and like I mentioned, just putting that game into context just a little bit, uh, Tua, was, was, it was his first game back from his ankle surgery. So he really wasn't 100%. He was kind of hobbling around. If, if you remember, on Alabama got the ball first to start the game. They go right down the field. Tua's got a lane to run it in for a touchdown, and nobody's around him, and he just inexcusably drops the ball and fumbles it, and LSU is able to recover it. Uh, so it took Tua being hobbled, uh, a defense that was half true freshman, for LSU's greatest team of all time with their greatest offense of all time, which it was great. Don't get me wrong. Joe Burrow was great. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was great. Jamar Chase, Jefferson, all those wide receivers, Thaddeus Moss at tight end, they were fan a fantastic offense. <laughs> but it took 
their greatest team ever to beat a team at Alabama with a one-legged quarterback and a half-freshman defense for them to escape with a forty with a five-point victory in Tuscaloosa. So I just want to put that into context a little bit, and that kind of explains why that kind of rubbed some people the wrong way with how they reacted uh, after the game. So that kind of leads us into this year's game. And, uh, you know, this game's been talked about since last year's game. Alabama fans have had it circled. I'm sure the players and the coaches have had it circled. Uh, even some of the players were talking this week on Twitter about how excited they were to play this game. Uh, and, and Alabama was really just able to dominate LSU in Baton Rouge. They pretty much did whatever they wanted to on offense, especially with the ones in there. Uh, and, and Alabama's defense played, you know, pretty good. They wasn't they wasn't just elite, but they played pretty good. I mean, anytime you you hold a team to 17 points, I don't care who they are in today's time. To me, your defense is playing pretty decent. Uh, but it was just a, a dominating performance by Alabama. Uh, you could tell to start the game that this game meant something to Alabama and to Coach Saban uh, after what happened last year. And just, just kind of talking about the game, uh, I, I want to start with Devontae Smith. Uh, just an unbelievable game. Uh, he finished the game with eight catches for 231 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, I'm not sure anybody in the country can cover him. He, he really is just a special talent. And I think he is at the point now where we can talk about him maybe being the, the, the best wide receiver in Alabama football history. And, uh, you know, to be, to be in that group is, is just great. But to lead that group in Alabama history is, is just something special. When you think about what Amari Cooper did, Julio Jones, of course, uh, going way back to Don Hudson, who kind of, you know, revolutionized the wide receiver position. But it's, I mean, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, even Jalen Waddell is a special talent. And unfortunately, he was hurt this year. Hopefully, we can get him back later. A lot, a lot of people are saying there's a chance of that. So, we look forward to that. But, but Devontae Smith has just been incredible. Uh, he, he leads the country uh, this year with uh, over 1,300 yards. He's got 80 catches for 1,305 yards and 15 touchdowns. He has just been absolutely phenomenal. And I really don't think he gets the credit that he deserves. And that, that one-handed snag he had in the back of the end zone just kind of solidified the performance that he had against LSU. And, uh, you know, I just wish – I wish nationally Devontae Smith could get more love. To be honest with you, I think he deserves the Heisman more than anybody. But let's be honest, the Heisman is a quarterback position or a quarterback award. And uh, so with that being said, I, I want Max to, to win that award. And, and, and talking about Mac, just another incredible performance. I mean, he's just so he's, – he's almost – he's just so methodical. He, he was 20 of 28, 385 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions with a Q, QBR of 99.6. I, I've run out of adjectives to, to describe Mac. He, he's so smooth in the pocket. He's so quick with his decisions. He throws with great anticipation, and his deep ball accuracy is just – it's unmatched. I, I don't remember seeing anybody, you know, lately with the accuracy down the field that Mac Jones has. And uh, he just continues to, to have a stellar season. And 
He's right there in the thick of it for the Heisman Trophy. And then, then you look at Najee Harris. <laughs> a great game. 21 carries, 145 yards, and three touchdowns. Just a strong performance by Najee. He was really able to do what he wanted to do when he got the football. Uh, he's just having a fantastic year. And, 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 of course, the offensive line, while we're on the offense, they just continue to give Mac good time, open up lanes for the running backs. And, and, and they just – they kind of got an edge to them as well. I mean, they 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 play with with a little bit of edge to them. They you know they're tough. They got a little mean streak to them. So they've been a, they've been a lot of fun to watch. And, and Coach Flood has done a great job with that group. I think they're pretty much set in stone that they're going to win the the Joe Moore Award for the best offensive line in the country. So just a just another strong performance by the Alabama offense. And you know the defense. They they kind of had their ups and downs in the game. But I want to give uh, LSU's quarterbacks a little credit. They, they played they play pretty well for freshmen in this game. Early on, Alabama was not able to, to provide much pressure. Of course, they were trying to get the ball out pretty quick. And, and you know, T.J. Finley, to start the game, you know, did really, really well getting the ball out quick to his playmakers. And, you know, they were making some plays. And, you know, they, they scored two touchdowns in the second quarter. Uh, but then after that, they were only able to get a, a field goal there in the third quarter. So overall, a really good performance by by the Alabama defense. You're starting to see freshman sensation Will Anderson make plays. He, uh, he had a couple sacks in the game. Of course, Baton Rouge uh, native Christian Harris had a really good game with seven tackles. He got a half a sack in the game as well. Uh, so he played really well. And then, of course, uh, the play of the game really – for the defense was uh, the play that Chris Allen made, another Louisiana native, Baton Rouge native, where he pretty much took the ball away from from the uh, LSU player. They ruled it a fumble and then a fumble recovery, but to me it was more like an interception because he just he just took that ball away on the pass play. So a really good play for uh, for uh, Christopher Allen there, and and he he's played really well this season. He's starting to come on as a as a really solid pass rusher. Uh, you're seeing our edge players make more plays. Of course, the back end is getting better. You saw Daniel Wright go out of the game for a targeting call, but DeMarco Helens filled in and played really well, I thought. Uh, so the defense is coming along. They get better every week, in my opinion. And uh, I think by the time the SEC championship game gets here and the college football playoff, uh, Alabama will have you know one of the better defenses in those games. Uh, and, and one more note real quick, uh, you know, I, I know the, the players, I mean the fans, excuse me, probably would like to see Alabama put a little more points on LSU. I know personally I would have. I was hoping Alabama would get to 70. But, you know, that's not Saban's M.O. That's not who he is. Uh, I know the game meant a little extra to him. You know, he used to coach at LSU. He won a championship at LSU. But that's been, I mean, that's been nearly 20 years ago. So he's probably over that. Uh, but, you know, from a fan's perspective, I would have liked to have seen a little more points scored. But Saban kind of caught off the dogs like he does, pretty much caught all running plays, uh, you know, in that game, late in the game. And uh, But, you know, that's not Saban. Saban's got, you know, bigger fish to fry this season with the SEC championship game coming up in two weeks and then the college football playoff. So Saban's really looking ahead. He's not worried about, you know, running up the score or getting revenge. He just wants to get that win and move on to the next one. 
and that's kind of been his M.O., and that's what makes him a great coach. So I just want to kind of put that in perspective as well for some of the fans who kind of feel like me and kind of feel a little, uh, I, I don't know, like they didn't really do all they could do to uh, to put LSU uh, away. But, you know, 55 points is, is more than Alvin has ever scored on LSU, so uh, let's, let's, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> and, and one more note on the Alabama offense, which is just, to me, kind of, should put things into perspective a little bit uh, when I say this. And, and Alabama, to me, this 2020 Alabama offense uh, could possibly be, possibly be the best offense in college football history. Now, before you start talking about Joe Burrow, and, and I, don't get me wrong, that offense last year for LSU was incredible. They really were. I mean, they, they were fun to watch. Even as an Alabama fan, they were fun to watch. But just, just a little context to that statement. Mac Jones leads the country in QBR rating, and he's top five in the country in yards. All right, so we have a top five passer in the country. Najee Harris is the fourth leading rusher in the country, and Devontae Smith is the leading receiver in the country. And we have an offensive line that's going to win the Joe Moore Award. So we have the best offensive line in the country, the leading receiver in the country, the leading rushing touchdown of the rushing touchdown leader in the country, who also happens to be fourth in yards, and then the leading QBR quarterback in the country, who happens to be fourth in passing yards and tied for third for passing touchdowns in the country. So as I say those things, it makes a little more sense when I say this album offense could be the best offense in college football history. I don't think it's any question that it's the best offense in Alabama football history. So that kind of does it for the recap here with LSU. A really good performance by Alabama. Uh, you know, they, they got Arkansas this coming Saturday. That, that game's going to be at 11 a.m. kickoff uh, at Arkansas on ESPN. So make sure that you are tuned in for that game, and we'll be here to cover that and all the other Alabama athletics as well. Uh, make sure you visit TideTalkSports.com. Follow us on Twitter at TideTalkSports. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter as well, at Blackwood89. Until next time, roll tide.